Turn your Bible to Revelation chapter 5. You remember we've been talking about the outline of Revelation found in chapter 1, verse 19. Write the things which you have seen, the vision of the glorified Christ. Write the things which are the seven churches, the church at Ephesus, the church at Smyrna, the church at Pergamos and Thyatira and Sardis and Philadelphia and Laodicea. And then immediately after that, the third part of the book of Revelation. And the rest of the entire book deals with this third part. Revelation 1.19, write the things which shall be hereafter. So in chapter 4, John says, I heard a voice that said, come up hither. The first thing he saw was a vision of the throne of God with all of its multitude. And then he saw Jesus. The manifestation of God is Jesus. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. There's a mystery in the Trinity. We may never understand it till we get to heaven. And then we will have a mind that knows as we are known and sees as we are seen. But right now, no one has ever seen God and lived. And then God came to earth and said, you've been wondering what God was like? Look at me. I and my Father are one. And so we know that when we see Jesus, we see God. Jesus is God. And when John got to heaven, the first thing he saw was Jesus. And then he begins to hear the songs that are singing. They're singing up there. They're not called songs here. They just said, all the angels sang this, and all the four living creatures sang this, and the 24 elders said this. But we put them into music. And the great writers and composers through the years have put this, these great words into music. And so, whether you can sing with a voice that carries beautiful notes like Brother Lloyd and others, or whether you just speak it, it's a song of praise. First song was the song, Holy, Holy, Holy. God is holy. The second song was about the Creator. Thou hast created everything. Now, notice he didn't say the great evolutionist. He said the great creator. The song down from his glory says, the great creator became our savior. Then the third song we studied the other night was the song of the redeemed. It has four stanzas. It's found in chapter five, beginning in verse nine. They sang a new song saying, Thou art worthy to take the book and to open the seals thereof. For thou wast slain, hast redeemed us to God by thy blood out of every kindred and tongue and people and nation, and hast made us unto our God kings and priests, and we shall reign on the earth. As I mentioned the other night, I, I'm not sure about that last statement, whether it's a fifth stanza or part of the fourth stanza. But it says, He has made us unto our God kings and priests, 
And when that sinks into us, we understand that we're royalty. We're kings. And we need to live like a king. You know the story of the French Revolution and King Louis and Queen Ante Marie Antoinette that were beheaded. They had a little son. His name was Louis. And after his mother and dad had been executed, the uh, group in Paris that were doing all this executing and getting rid of the royalty turned that little boy over to a woman they called Meg the Witch. And they told her, now you teach this little guy all the mean tricks you can possibly teach him. So she would take him in the back alleys and she'd get to a garbage can and she'd say, now you eat from this food from the garbage can. And that little fellow would straighten up and he said, I cannot do that. I'm the son of a king. Now you and I are children of the king. We can't eat out of the garbage cans of life. That doesn't have anything to do with us being wealthy or eating at restaurants all the time or eating the choice food of the White House. It simply means we don't eat out of the garbage cans of entertainment and fleshly desire and all those things because we're kings. And then we don't go to God through some human priest or preacher because you and I are priests. Everyone in this room is a saved person. You're a priest. You have direct access to God. And that's the joy and glory of prayer. God has given us a blank check with his name signed in full down at the bottom, Jesus. And you and I can fill it in for whatever we need. And he said, this is the confidence we have in him. If we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. If we know that he hears us, we know we have the petitions that we've desired of him. So one of our greatest sins is a sin of prayerlessness, failing to pray about everything. What kind of clothes should we wear? What road should we take? What street should we go? What job should we take? What position should we accept? What should we do? Pray about everything. And remember, the answer to prayer is not always the most obvious. I've told you the story of a man in our church, a very dear man that I loved so much. He gave his testimony many times. He'd gotten saved here. He told me one day, I've got a promotion. He was in insurance work. He said, I have to move, but I'm going to make a lot more money, and I can give more money to the things of God. Somehow there was an SOS in my heart, and I said, not every, we met in the parking lot over here just in the car and prayed and I said every promotion is not from God remember that well he went on and took the promotion moved out of town in a year he had lost his wife and his family he was going with some other woman he was drinking the only way I knew about that was maybe five or six years later, maybe ten. He came back through Bowling Green with tears. He told me what had happened. He tried to get back to God, and he did. But the bird with a broken pinion never soars quite so high again. 
He had to live with that. So we need to pray earnestly, Lord, not my will, but thine be done. And seek godly counsel and do what God tells us to do. Well, we're priests. We're kings and priests. That's what this song says. And he says, we shall reign on the earth. There's coming a day, some glorious morning, Jesus will come. And we're going to reign with him. He will be king. We will be his subjects. But he told us we will help him rule. Now, look in verse 11. And I beheld and I heard the voice of many angels round about the throne and the beasts, that's the four living creatures, and the number of them was 10,000 times 10,000, and the elders, 10,000 times 10,000, and thousands of thousands. That simply means you can't number them. So many, can't number them. And here's what they were saying. Worthy is the Lamb. And they weren't whispering it. It says they were saying it with a loud voice. <laughs> I like the way those kids sang the other night with a loud voice. Didn't you like that? They didn't get up and whisper. They did it loudly. Listen, kids, when you sing, sing big. When you speak, speak bigly. <laughs> bigly, I don't know if that's a word or not. <laughs> sing, speak loudly. <laughs> you know, sometimes we <clears throat> have prayer requests. I want to say, you pray for John. Who? So, you know, usually I just finally say, well, the Lord knows who it is. I don't know what the name is. How many of you always hear all the prayer request names? How many of you sometimes do not hear them? Yeah, be honest, that's right. So when I ask you, when you have a prayer request or you have a favorite song, say it loudly with a loud voice. If you can't do it loudly, get your, cup your hands like that. Or do like this. See, this helps you speak loudly. You can hear yourself. If you whisper like that, you can hear your whispering. And if you do like this, you can hear it big. <laughs> they were saying with a loud voice, worthy is the Lamb that was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. Now, who was doing this? The four living creatures, the elders, that's the 24 <coughs> elders, and the, and the angels of heaven. <coughs> they were singing, worthy is the lamb that was slain. <coughs> but look at verse 13. There's a fifth song. And every creature which is in heaven and on the earth and under the earth and such as are in the sea and all that are in them heard I saying blessing and honor and glory and power be unto him that sitteth upon the throne and unto the lamb forever and ever <clears throat> and the four beasts said amen and the four and twenty elders fell down and worshiped him that liveth forever and ever <coughs> I want you to notice who's talking here who's singing This is marvelous. He's saying, look at it, verse 14, 13 carefully. Every creature which is in heaven, that must include all the angels and all the seraphs and all the cherubs, that includes everybody in heaven and on the earth. You know, there are people today that don't believe Jesus is God. There are people that don't care anything about God. They, <coughs> they worship Muhammad. They worship Buddha, or they worship nothing, or they just say any old way is okay. Well, they're going to be surprised because they're going to be part of this group that sings, worthy is the Lamb. Every creature in the earth. Wait a minute, that's not all. And such as are in the sea, 
and all that are under the earth. Where in the world is that? Where do you think that is? Under the earth. I think that's hell. Everybody in hell is going to join in saying worthy is the lamb. You say, do they have a second chance? No, a thousand times no. <coughs> it's too late. But they'll realize they were wrong. All the atheists will realize they're wrong. All the agnostics will realize they're wrong. All the Unitarians will realize they're wrong. All of those who don't believe that Jesus is God, the Mohammedans and all the others, they'll realize they were wrong. And they will join in this course, worthy as the Lamb, but it'll be too late for their eternal security. Forever lost. <coughs> and then, <laughs> I like this, verse, verse 14, and the four beasts, that's the four living creatures, they've been there forever. They're created beings. They're, their main business is to sing holy, holy, holy. We read that in Isaiah chapter 6. We read that in the <clears throat> first part of chapter 4, where they are singing holy, holy, holy. These four beasts, four living creatures, cry out and say, Amen. You know what amen means? I told you so. So be it. I knew it was right. And you and I are going to hear that. Next time when we turn to the Bible, we're coming to chapter 6, which is the first seal judgment. And this is a quick panoramic view of all the things that are going to happen in these next chapters as we come to the end of the age in the awful tribulation period. The book of Revelation switches from earth to heaven. In chapters four and five, the scene is in heaven, and John is seeing all the wonderful things of heaven. But in chapter six, he's transported back to earth, and he begins to see what's going to happen in the earth. That's where we'll be when we take up next time. Let's bow together in prayer. <clears throat> Our Father, we thank you for the word of God in all of its authority and purity and power we pray that everyone here will be encouraged and rejoice in knowing that our names are written in heaven and that we can sing those songs here and then we'll sing them there also. God, touch every heart. Encourage those who are discouraged. Lift those who have fallen. Help those who are going through deep waters. May the hand of God be upon us all. In Jesus' name, amen. What are we singing? 350. I can hear the Savior calling. Let's stand as we sing. <clears throat> I can hear the Savior calling, take thy cross and follow me. Jesus is calling us tonight. I can hear the Savior calling. What's he calling us to do? There's some in this room that God's calling to preach. When are you going to surrender to that? There's some God is calling you to be a Sunday school teacher. God is calling you to lose your life in Him. Roger wrote a song some years ago called Lost in His Love. Have you been so filled with the love of God that you're just lost in it? You're bathed in it. God is calling us to be close to Him, close to His heart, to be filled with His Spirit. As we sing, whatever God has laid on our heart, let's do it. If you're not saved tonight, Please come to Christ. God bless you.